Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Yes, the big story today is the fact that President Trump announcing plans to pull out of the Iran nuclear deal despite some fairly serious pleas from European leaders. What does this mean to the future, especially relations between the U.S. and Europe? I want to bring in Dr. Stephen Farnsworth, Professor of Political Science at the University of Mary Washington. Professor Farnsworth, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. Are you surprised with Mr. Trump's announcement today? No, this was something I think was going to happen sooner or later. Uh, President Trump, when he was a candidate for president, talked about the Iranian deal as one of the things that he really wanted to change. So uh, this is something that was to be expected. And it was clear that the European leaders in the last few weeks, we've heard from the U.K., uh, France, and German leaders here in the U.S., uh, it's clear that none of them could really talk the president out of it. Remind us of the Iranian deal, because it was signed under Barack Obama. Right. This is a a 2015 agreement that basically froze Iran's efforts towards building uh, nuclear weapons capacity. And in exchange uh, for lifting of sanctions, the Iranians were able to get, uh, they were able to, uh, the West was able to get Western inspectors in to look at the Iranian uh, nuclear uh, facilities to make sure that they weren't making uh, progress towards nuclear weapons. So so this, the Iran got a, a greater access to the world market with the relief of the sanctions, and the West got the chance to keep a closer eye on exactly what Iran was up to. That was the plan. Uh, what you're looking at now is anybody's guess. Right now the Iranians are talking about trying to keep this deal alive with the Europeans, uh, but uh, that may not go over too well in Washington. It did change. I mean, last week we were hearing from Israel saying that there was some concerns that Iran wasn't keeping up its end of the bargain. Is this the, the flaws that President Trump was referring to in this whole deal and the ultimate reason why he said the U.S. had to pull out of it? Well, I tend to think that the breakdown of the Iranian deal is actually less about the uh, nuclear weapons program in Iran and more about what Iran is doing outside of this nuclear agreement. I think that uh, in particular, if you think about the horrible carnage going on in Syria right now, the, uh, the Assad government, the Syrian government, is getting a lot of help, a lot of support from the Iranians. And so when there's trouble in the Middle East, um, at least from the Western perspective, uh, there does seem to be Iranian fingerprints over a lot of things. And that's one of the things that had Trump had talked about a lot, uh, the, uh, the carnage with respect to the civilians in Syria and uh, also instability in other places, including Israel and elsewhere. But, uh, but by and large, I think that this is about uh, the larger footprint of Iran in the Middle East and uh, efforts by the West, particularly the Americans, to try to limit that. So, yeah, well, so when you say that, Stephen, then I think a lot of people would say President Trump was justified in doing this if um, Iran has its fingerprints on everything when you look at what's happening in Syria. Well, certainly some people in the United States will support what the president did, but others will look at this as saying that this really is very destabilizing. If the uh, Iranian government, which again has to answer to its own people not to look too much like they're capitulating to the United States, uh, moves in the direction of throwing out these inspectors or basically thumbs its nose at continuing this agreement, 
then you could see a, a race to a nuclear weapon, not only by Iran, but by countries around Iran that would be worried about mm -hmm. Iran having a nuclear weapon and they themselves not having one. If you were Saudi Arabia, for example, and Iran sort of restarts the nuclear weapons program, then the Saudis would probably build one. Uh, it may be the case that the Turk, uh, the Turkish government would be interested in countering that threat, as might the Egyptians. And so you see uh, the possibility of a great, great danger of nonproliferation. So um, there isn't a clear answer here, and it, you know, I think a lot's going to depend on the next move by the Iranians as to whether or not uh, this becomes a serious problem. Stephen, is that why then uh, former President Barack Obama was saying this decision to pull out is a serious mistake uh, because of those reasons you laid out? Yeah, the, the, uh, it's very rare, by the way, for an American president to get into a criticism of a successor. Normally, they give each other a bit of latitude. Uh, but in this rare instance, Barack Obama has spoken up on this, and he views the, uh, the Iranian uh, nuclear deal as something worth retaining. Uh, the U.S., uh, because of the risk of this nonproliferation, uh, the, the risk of nuclear proliferation, rather, uh, is really looking at a very dangerous situation in the minds of President Obama. That's why this deal, flawed though it may be, uh, was seen as worth doing. And this is a deal, by the way, that involves all five members of the U.N. Security Council, the permanent members of the Security Council, as well as Germany. So there was a great deal of support for this package when it came together in 2015. Trump uh, and the, the U.S. now the only uh, signatory to this agreement that's trying to get out. What does this mean then to his relationship or the U.S.'s relationship with Britain and France and Germany? Well, I, I think that this is one of the key problems of going it alone if you're the United States. It becomes difficult when you have the need for some sort of international cooperation, say, to deal with a crisis of, of, uh, of undetermined origin. Think about the crisis in Ukraine. Think about the crisis in Syria. Think about the uh, instability in, uh, in some of the former Soviet countries. Uh, there is a great need sometimes for um, a united front. We saw that after 9-11, um, in particular in the United States. And when you turn on your closest allies, uh, you're creating an environment where they may not be there to help you, or at least not to help you as much as you might like, when crisis strikes. The same issue, of course, is at risk in the, in the NAFTA negotiations that are going on right now. But, of course, the Iranian nuclear deal is a much bigger international crisis. Has the president left a door open for possibly finding a way to fix this? Well, I think that one of the things to remember with President Trump is that he often takes a pretty extreme position to start and then kind of backs up yeah. a little bit as part of a compromise. But in this case, I'm not sure that's going to work too well. And, uh, and I think the reason for that is that the Iranian government itself is out on a limb. The Iranian government is more moderate than some of the clerics in Iran who have a lot of power in that country. And there's a great deal of pushback to this deal the Iranian nuclear deal when it occurred in 2015 and ever since. And so this may strengthen the hands of the hardliners in Iran, make it very difficult for the Iranian government to move in a direction towards any kind of compromise. I think sometimes uh, President Trump imagines that he can be more effective in making deals than he actually is. If you look at his strong statements with respect to border walls or immigration laws or health care bills or uh, tax cuts, or the uh, health care policy known as Obamacare. Over and over again, Trump has taken this hardline stance, and the result has not been compromised. It's been gridlock. 
And it seems to me that the Democrats in Congress are even more likely to compromise with a uh, President uh, Trump than the uh, uh, Iranian leadership would be. So I'm not sure this is going to work out well, but if it does, it's, it would certainly be an extraordinary coup for, uh, for the Trump presidency. Stephen, thanks for breaking it down for us. Thank you. Dr. Stephen Farnsworth, Professor of Political Science, University of Mary Washington.